Tomorrow is Earth Day, a day to promote environmental conservation that dates back to the 70s. And if you want to show the planet a little love, there are tons of events this weekend. Everything from cleaning up your local park to viewing a conservation art exhibit or catching an Earth Day action fair. WBEZ Metro reporter Indy Kara has been looking into events happening across Chicagoland. Hey, Indy. Hello. Also with us, Anthony Moser, board president of N4EJ, or Neighbors for Environmental Justice, which is hosting one of these events. Welcome, Anthony. Hi, thanks for having me. I'll start with you, Indy. First of all, happy early Earth Day. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you give us a sense of, of what the holiday represents in the U.S.? Yeah, so Earth, the first Earth Day was back in, in 1970. Um, there was a junior senator from Wisconsin, actually, I believe, who wanted to organize uh, a day in the spring of action around climate. And so he coordinated with youth climate activists and organizers around the country. And what came out of that was Earth Day, a day of action um, and protest around climate. I understand that it's it's celebrated globally, right? Either on the twenty second yes. or the uh, the spring equinox. Yes. So um, after the uh, first Earth Day, I believe Global Earth Day was in nineteen ninety. That's kind of when it went worldwide, and I, it serves a similar function um, across the world of just a day to sort of take stock and and think about policy and. You know, after the the first Earth Day in the United States in 1970, it sort of kickstarted a, a wave of climate policy and legislation, like the establishment of the EPA, the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act. Anthony, what does Earth Day mean to you personally? You know, um, I guess I think of it really as an opportunity to reconnect and think about what we're trying to do and what we're trying to protect. You know, um, McKinley Park is where we're holding our uh, event. It's going to be a cleanup. Um, we're meeting on the south side of the lagoon there, and we're also going to be giving away some seeds. Um, and, you know, this is a big, almost 70-acre park um, that is, people come from all over the southwest side to use it. And so it's not only an opportunity for us to take care of a natural space in our community, but also you know, to connect with each other and to think about um, the larger actions that we need to take to continue to preserve and protect that space. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, Indy, there are several different kinds of events. So I want to start with cleanups because this seems like, you know, really the the bedrock of of Earth Day activities. (laughs) Where are we seeing those efforts? Yeah, so uh, the Chicago Park District actually has um, a great interactive tool that you can go check out. There are cleanups happening in parks across the city, um, and you can just sign up right on the website. But in, in what I was pulling together, you know, they seem to be going on just about everywhere. Yeah, so you're hosting that cleanup, as you mentioned, Anthony. Talk about why that's such an important action to take. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be doing this actually in partnership um, with McKinley Park Stewardship. Uh, Those are the folks who um, run the community gardens. So we actually have a community garden uh, in McKinley Park. And it's, um, you know, people just, they they come in, they plant their stuff, and they're meeting other people from the community. And then we've also got, you know, uh, some, like, wildflowers and natural space on the other side of, of the divide there. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, this is just an opportunity for us all to kind of connect and, and take care of, you know, a natural space in our community. But it's also, you know, for us, um, it's across the street from, from Mad Asphalt, right, which is this uh, asphalt plant that produces a lot for the city. And uh, so, you know, it kind of shows us the contradictions that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I think it also kind of highlights uh, the sorts of work that need to be done, right, because, uh, it's great to come together and, you know, plant seeds and clean up the space together. Uh, but to address the real challenges that we're all facing, um, we're going to have to deal with what's on the other side of the street, too. <laughs> right, exactly. Are you getting a, a good turnout for this weekend? Yeah, we're expecting to see a lot of folks out there, especially if the weather's nice. And um, the the folks who are uh, coming from the the community garden also are going to be handing out uh, I think a dozen small trees um, thanks to the, the Chicago regional tree initiative so you know we're hoping to see a lot of folks we're going to be handing out snacks as well so if people want to want to come by and have a little bite to eat and help us clean up the park we'll hope to see you there well Indy to, to Anthony's point a moment ago there is tension in the environmental movement right of whether to push people to make more eco-conscious choices or to mm-hmm. hold industry accountable for environmental degradation. Can you dig into that a bit more for us? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Anthony did a, a great job of characterizing that, that I think on one hand, you know, you have events like cleanups or uh, initiatives like, you know, getting people to eat less meat or think about ways that they can make their homes more sustainable um, that do, I think, empower a sense of responsibility and action but on the other hand, we're dealing with these really big systemic problems like industrial pollution and, you know, how certain communities are disproportionately impacted by these things. And the way that I see it, I mean, I think, and Anthony touched on this in a really powerful way, is that I think both of these things work together, right? Like we need opportunities to come together and feel action as individuals and be with our communities. But at the same time, we need to keep in mind that there are these really broad systemic problems, yeah. but we can address those, I guess, as, as movements of individuals. Definitely a, a work there to strike that balance, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So the next group of activities that you looked at, uh, Indy, they are about learning. So I'm talking exhibits, film screenings, yes. things like that. What sorts of events caught your eye? One thing that I thought looked really cool, um, there's an exhibit at the Field Museum called Restoring Earth, and that's going to be in their Abbott Hall of Conservation. And it basically highlights the museum's contributions around the world to conservation science. So from prairie restoration to work that they're doing in the Amazon, and there's going to be videos and pictures and hands-on learning tools. I thought that looked like a really interesting learning opportunity to kind Sounds of see super cool. the, the global impact of local conservation science. Yeah. I know N4EJ, Anthony, uh, you all weave storytelling into your events, right? From from circles where, where neighbors are coming together and sharing their stories of, of how they've been impacted by environmental justice. Why is that your model? You know, um, we really try to strike a balance in the work that we do, um, where on the one hand, we sometimes are focused on things that are very, uh, a little dry, um, you know, where it can be like data-oriented research kind of stuff around air quality, you know, monitoring public records, that kind of stuff. Uh, But I think it's really important to 
connect with people uh, about their own lives. And um, a part of what we do is not just sharing the experiences of, of dealing with pollution and kind of the negative impacts um, of things that, that people deal with every day, but we've also done, you know, some very positive focused things. Uh, we had kind of a, a 500 green visions was something we were doing uh, to invite people to come and share um, the positive ideas of what we can imagine our community and imagine our environment to be together. Because nice. this isn't just about having kind of a negative reaction to things that are going on, but also about, you know, transforming um, the environment around us to be the kind of place that we all want to live. Indy, the National Council of Jewish Women, they're hosting a panel of environmental justice leaders too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is going to be a virtual event um, that's taking place, and they're going to be talking about environmental justice in the state of Illinois broadly. So there is going to be someone there from the Center of Neighborhood Center for Neighborhood Technology, uh, Naomi Davis with Blacks and Green, Gina Ramirez from the NRDC, someone from the Environmental Law and Policy Center. So it's an hour-long virtual event to just really dive into understanding industrial pollution, zoning, and you know how, how leaders around Chicago are thinking about these things. Anthony, what would you say are some of the biggest environmental justice issues that we're facing here in the Chicago area? Yeah, you know, if I could give everybody two words to take away from this, they would be cumulative impact. Uh, cumulative impact just means pollution adds up. Uh, this is not something that people face as a one-off where it's like there's one factory, you know, or there's one warehouse. Uh, what we have is concentration of heavy industry in certain neighborhoods. And so you're dealing with a lot of different things coming from a number of different facilities and going on for decades in some cases. And so like the Environmental Justice Act, which is something that we were just pushing around uh, this week in Springfield, is one way of addressing that, right? It's just trying to make sure that before the state approves a new facility in a community that already has a lot of pollution, mm -hmm. that they have to account for what's already there. And so what we're trying to do that work uh, with the Environmental Justice Act at a state level, um, we're doing something similar here at a city level, pushing for the city to take these things into consideration. Uh, it's just really important. Uh, and there's a lot of research and science behind this, too, at this point, which is just that this stuff adds up over time. Yeah. And you need to take that into account uh, in policy. Yeah, good point. And to that end, Indy, you recently reported on high pollution levels along the lakefront. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, I was reporting on a study from Northwestern that used like this really high-resolution simulation to map where pollution was happening across the city, and they found that, you know, not surprisingly, there were high levels of particulate matter and nitrogen dioxide along uh, the highways, neighborhoods that are by highways. But they also observed that there were really high ozone levels, like you said, over the lake and along the lakefront. Um, and basically what's going on there, the way that I understood the science was that these um, – so ozone is a pollutant that forms through reactions with other chemicals. Mm -hmm. So like things like nitrogen dioxide and, and other chemicals are getting swept out over the lake from the city – 
and then they get stuck out there and it forms ozone through a series of reactions and just kind of stays there. And then that ozone really impacts those neighborhoods that are along the lake. So it's not so much that there are direct sources of pollution out over the lake, but more that the pollution from over the city is getting swept out and and stuck over a large body of water. While I have you, Indy, talk to us about the Chicago Cultural Center. because It's hosting an Earth Day action fair. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that is going to be hosted by the One Earth Film Festival. Uh, BEZ is actually a media sponsor of the festival. Um, And the city's Office of Climate and Environment will also be there. And the way I have understood it is it's just kind of going to be like a resource fair where guests can walk around, meet with different organizations, people doing environmental work, and learn a little bit more about what they're working on. There's also going to be uh, a movie screening of this film called Biocentrics that seems really cool. Um, it's all about biomimicry in, in the natural world. So just kind of a resource fair and, and a movie screening. Anthony, this week, leaders from N4EJ and other Chicago environmental groups, they traveled to Springfield to advocate for legislation. What were your goals exactly? Sure. Uh, thank you. So the Environmental Justice Act Uh, It's HB 2520, Um, and the goal here is really to get this stuff passed. Uh, We had an attempt at it last year, and it had passed the House. Um, Right now, we're working to pass it through the House and then the Senate. Um, It did get approved for consideration by the Rules Committee, so we have until May 19th to pass it in the House. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really seeking to address that same kind of cumulative impact that I was already talking about, right, of of these environmental justice communities uh, that already have a substantial burden and don't really currently get a lot of uh, of due process, really, when there are new permits coming into place. So, like, uh, my my neighborhood, McKinley Park, um, Matt Asphalt was approved, and there was no community notice at all. Mm. Uh, nobody knew anything about it until it was there. And so that's really the kind of thing that we're trying to address and the kind of thing that this bill uh, would stop from happening. Yeah. Just a couple seconds left here, Indy. Leave us with this. I mean, beyond Earth Day, how can folks stay involved with addressing environmental issues? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously getting involved on the day is great, but there is so much environmental organizing and and so much work to be done around the city. So I would say just being mindful and involved about, like what Anthony was saying, the cumulative impacts, Mm -hmm. the disproportionate impacts of pollution and, you know, finding ways to be involved with those conversations. Indy Kerr is a WBEZ Metro reporter, and Anthony Moser is a board member of Neighbors for Environmental Justice. Thank you both.